This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael here with you. And in the studio today, we have Sir Andy Doyle. Uh, Sir Andy is the campus pastor at uh, Christ Community Church in Bartlett, Illinois. And uh, anytime that we have um, a church in our city that loves Jesus, preaches the Bible, and is passionate about the gospel of Jesus, we are brothers in arms. Can I get an amen, Pastor Andy? Amen. Amen. And so, actually, I don't think he's a sir. He's just got a sweet British accent. And uh, I would like to take a moment, honestly, on the front end of this podcast and say, that's not fair. Uh, it's it's the only gift I have. <laughs> so here's what I know. Uh, dudes with British, Scottish, or Irish accents, I don't even know if I said those words correctly, you don't even have to be interesting. You just have to open your mouth and people will listen. Yeah, it's um, it's really unfair, and that's why I'm a pastor over here and not in England. Oh my goodness, that's I, I think that's a, a very strategic move. So Andy is going to be with us for a couple of days. Andy has three kids, ten, eight, and six, two girls and a boy. And uh, Andy, how long have you been at Christ Community in Bartlett for? Eighteen months, Christ Community in Bartlett, and then four and a half years, Christ Community as an organization. Awesome. What were you doing with Christ Community before you came to Bartlett as the campus pastor? I was the evangelism pastor. So my role was to equip the church, as in the people, to be able to share their faith uh, in a postmodern, natural way with the world. That's that's awesome. Will you come in and help our church do that too? Happily. You All just right. need to adopt an English accent and then people listen, even if it's the gospel. Oh, so true. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right. We're going to add a question on here. We're going to talk about, we're going to add a podcast about um, sharing your faith. So if you're cool with that, we'll do that later in the week. Um, Andy came in and, and, and brought in four questions, the four questions he most frequently, frequently gets asked. And uh, today, um, the first question is simply this, five words. Andy, Pastor Andy, can you pray for me? So I want to talk about this because as a pastor, um, we get brought into some of the most thick, difficult circumstances. And um, when somebody comes to us and they say, can you pray for me? Um, this is not just something trite and cute that we do. Like you remember seventh heaven on TV where the pastor, you know, came in and just kind of sanctified a situation with some kind words, um, entering into people's lives when they come to you and ask for prayer is, is a really holy moment where you get to come before God in behalf of them. So Andy, I want to just want to start off and say, when somebody comes to you and asks you to pray for them, what are some of the initial things that go through your mind and your heart? as you think about praying for them? Uh, good question. It, typically, it would be uh, yes, but then I give an opportunity for them to share what they want to pray about. As I'm listening, I'm trying to always hear, uh, God, what's happening in this? I'm trying to just have a, a communication myself from God to hear what they're saying and then to try and interpret how to best pray that to God. So some people might come with a presenting prayer request, but beneath that, you just hear a deep, uh, despair or a deep fear or a, a deep hopelessness of their current situations. We're trying to think, God, how do you want me to pray for them in the midst of them sharing this prayer request? So one of the 
just fundamental beliefs of a Christian is that we ble- we believe what what we do in the external has spiritual impact. So when we pray, you know, we're moving our lips and our mouth and our brain is working. Um, but God has organized the world in such a way that when his people pray, it actually takes measurable effect in the spiritual realm. And so say somebody is really grieving and you go before the Lord and you ask them or ask God to be a comforter for them. What does that look like measurably in their life? Like what are some of the things that you would love to see God do for the grieving or hurting person when you pray over them? Sure. Uh, Typically it would be, Lord, just I just pray that this person will know they're not alone in the in the midst of this grief. Father, will you let them know you won't you won't waste a drop of their pain? Uh, so as I'm praying for that person, I'll be wanting to affirm the humanity of their situation, the mm. the normality of their feelings and their pain. At the same time, is just appealing to a God. So I'm I'm not just a a sympathetic listener. I'm genuinely saying, God, please make a difference in this person's life. Uh, turn up for them. May this be a period where they're not thinking, where was God? But in the fullness of time, can they look back and think, ah, there was God? Um, what I will sometimes do within my prayer is just bring in biblical truths. So certainly things, if someone's really suffering, Romans 8 is very, very helpful. So it will be, thank you, God, that you work all things for the good of those that love you. So mm. um, not only praying to God, I'm trying to give that person in the midst of my prayers a vision of God, that God is very big, he's in control, uh, he is recreating things in the spiritual world, and that there's something really well worth looking forward to uh, in the future. And that sometimes when we're suffering, even if we can't see God in our present circumstance, he is still with us. And so I just try and uh, help them interpret that. What I'll typically say after I've prayed for them is they'll definitely be a tangible look of peace on them but at the same time I want to give them a realistic expectation of what to expect Mm. that coming week and it may be you know I've prayed for you now as your pastor I can pray for you but I want you to take your feelings to God as well there's no such thing as unspiritual emotion but you can either have your feelings draw you away from God or draw you to them so Mm. just as you've shared your prayer request with me now I want you to be talking to God in those ways uh, this week so I try and set people up as well that just not always relying on me to be their their prayer warrior i'm happy to but i want them to to just be able to go to god with the same uh same transparency and openness themselves that's that's awesome when people come to me and they say hey you know pastor michael can you pray for me there's typically two things number one is it's an admission that this is bigger than me mm-hmm. um i can't do this overcome this the 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 vision that I want to be real in my life, I can't make reality. Um, it's an acknowledgement that if God doesn't do it, it's not going to happen or it's going to get worse. Um, but I love what you said, because even in the process of that, if someone is in a point of despair and that despair could be a one out of 10 or a 10 out of 10, Mm -hmm. um, this is fertile ground for lies. Um, is God mad at me? Um, is this a cosmic karma cir- you know, circumstance? Um, is God with me? Because if he was, wouldn't he stop this, whatever you know, this is? Um, if God wants me to be happy, then why doesn't he give me a new job? Why doesn't he give me the amount of money that we need to thrive? You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. As, as you pray, like what I find is even in my prayers, um, when I pray for people, it's an opportunity to – 
um, intercede and say, God, do what only you can do. And then I love that you just hit this right on the head. You're actually putting truth back into their brain by praying it, um, asking God to intervene in their mind. So, so typically, um, you know, we can just lose our vision of who God is. And you see it in, in Revelation, in different uh, books of the Bible, this just the most amazing picture of who God is and how powerful he is, how good he is, how he's kind of dripping with glory. And yet in the midst of our, our daily lives, we can, in the midst of our suffering, we can be so focused on our pain or our hurt, we just lose a picture of who God is. So I always try and just draw their attention back as to who he is. And sometimes I'll also just share, you know, in the midst of you trying to figure out who God is, just think of Jesus. So Jesus will say, if you've seen the Father, uh, you've seen, so if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father mm -hmm. and I are one. I'll, people can seem to just relate to the compassion of Jesus, when in reality it's still the, the triune God. So I'll just try and say, if you're having a hard time uh, with a father in your life and you have like this distant, disapproving father, try not to project that onto God. That mm. isn't who God is. If we see Jesus and understand who he is, we understand who the Father is as well. So not only will I try and get them this heavenly, majestic, all-powerful, good picture of God in the heavenly realms, I'll also want them to know that God cares so much, he came down to earth to be amongst us as Jesus. And you know, even though Jesus was about to raise Lazarus from the dead, he still wept. So yeah. Jesus is, is full of compassion and kindness and care, even for that person and in the, in the midst of what they're going through, even if it seems like God's not there. So as, you know, as pastors, sometimes people come to us and they feel like we have a special connection to God. Uh, just process just your own personal feelings because I experience this. People really truly believe that if I pray for them, it will be more powerful than if a lay person in the church prays for them. Um, what are some of your personal experiences with this? And then, and then how do you, how do you dismantle that and let people know, like, I'm a pastor by calling, I'm not a pastor because I have a special connection. I and mean, there's some residual Catholicism in that as well, right? Yeah. Uh, typically within Christ community, quite a few people will be coming from a Catholic background. So there is this sense of you're my priest who intercedes to God for me. Uh, we would believe mm. in the priesthood of all believers. So uh, Christ is the once for all priest and uh, atoning sacrifice for our sins. But then that gives us access to the Father. So I will pray passionately. I know that I can pray in a way that will draw their vision back to God and back to Christ in the midst of their suffering. But I'll also just then say, hey, I want you to be praying uh, yourselves. So I'll always ask them to be praying themselves. Occasionally in a, in a service, I will say, I'm not going to do pastor prayer today. So typically I will do a pastoral prayer at the end of a service. I'll say, I'm not going to do it today. I want you to be praying for each other. Uh, God hears your prayers just as much as she hears mine. So after this service, just say, hey, how's things? How can I be praying for you? So I try and get the body of believers to do that. On a uh, monthly basis, we have communion and there's elder prayer. So I will refuse to pray for people on that <laughs> Sunday, not to be rude, but people will come up and say, yeah, but you're the pastor. And I'm like, yep, yeah, but the elders are praying today, so I, I can't mm. pray for you. So I just try and uh, dismantle an over-reliance on me um, and just give that. It's God who hears the prayers. And if we have a heart that yearns for him and a mouth that can speak, he's 100% going to hear them. Yep. I... Uh, <sighs> When people who are who don't know how to pray come to me and they say, "Pray for me," you know, um, I think as pastors, well, let's be honest, we've studied the Bible more than most. 
we've gone to school, most of us, even if we haven't, the school of ministry is pretty hard. Um, and there's a temptation for us to speak or, or pray lofty theological prayers um, that go right over the head of a blue collar dude who maybe has been coming to church for six months, you know? Um, and so how do you handle the tension between praying these thick biblical prayers, but also like wanting your prayer to speak to his heart and head and to be understood? Um, I mean, do you adjust the way you pray depending on who you're praying with? Definitely. Really, really good point. I adjust uh, the length and nature of my prayer just just as I feel led. And typically that's by the environment. If I'm in a one on one counseling session with someone, I will do a much more earthy, like crying out to God prayer because it's a it's a private, sacred environment. I'm less going to do that uh, crying out prayer uh, after a Sunday service with lots of people there. If I'm in a community group, so that would be a small group of people that meets, say, twice a month to study the Bible. When I'm in that community group, I'm in a, a special needs one as I have a special needs child. If I get to pray first, I will just do a really simple, short prayer, which is, Jesus, I need you. I am really struggling with mm-hmm. parenting at the moment, and I, I'm I'm tired, and I want you to take control. I might lead the prayer request that way so that people who are there for the first time know it's just a simple, heartfelt plea. Sometimes we create a barrier to God by thinking, mm. well, I, I need a master of divinity, I need an English accent, I need all this kind of long language to be able to approach God. The truth is none of that, that's real. Well, the right? English accent helps a little. <laughs> I mean, come, come on, you know, just a tiny bit. <laughs> it really gets God's ear. Yeah. He's like, I like that guy. <laughs> Don't agree with anything he said, but he's got an English accent. <laughs> God says, I have no idea what Andy just prayed, but it sounded yeah, lovely. It sounded lovely. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, so as we uh, as we get ready um, to close, I, I, I just want to ask you, as a shepherd, as somebody that God has wired and called to care for people, to empathize uniquely with people, I mean, that's part of your makeup and that's part of how God makes you. You're not just a distant person who's like, I shall pray for you now. You know, I mean, it's a very intimate thing, especially if you're wired to be a pastor of a small to medium-sized church. I mean, these are your people. You love them. You're, you're their shepherd. Um, tell me when somebody comes to you as their shepherd, how do you feel about the opportunity to pray for them? Um, it's always sacred. I mean, if anyone just shares themselves with you and bears their soul, that is a deeply sacred, privileged conversation. And that's what typically happens with prayer. So it feels a, a beautiful thing that I don't take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um so there's that trust there. So my job is not to mess it up and introduce them to the God who they can equally trust. I'll be candid that on Sundays after I prayed for lots of people, I am exhausted. And so I'm sometimes wondering, mm-hmm. you know, am I praying in my own strength here or am I, you know, praying in God's strength? So when people pray for me, it's a privilege. I'm also kind of thinking, God, help me out here because as this person's talking, mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure how to pray. Help me help me to understand fully what's going on. If someone says to me, um, I didn't get the job and I think people don't like me, 
you know, that may not be the exact way I pray. I may not pray for revenge on someone. I might pray differently. So there's always a, there's a beautiful element, there's a tiring element, and there's mm. also a, a help me God element as I'm praying for someone. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being here today. And um, tomorrow we're going to come back. We're going to answer the question, um, how can I be praying for you and your family? And really that's a question that the body is asking you, Pastor Andy, because they love you. So we're going to we're going to go um, we're going to dig into that and I'm really excited to talk about that. So listeners want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, and would you do us three favors? Number 1, would you share this podcast? Maybe there's somebody um, that you know that maybe doesn't understand the heart of a pastor and this could just be a very maybe healing podcast for them to listen to. Um, maybe you have an enemy, share it with them. We'd love you sharing this with your foes. Number 2, would you go to the Village Church homepage, www.vcob.org. Um, click on the Q&A podcast and submit a question. We would greatly appreciate that. Finally, number three, rate and review this podcast. The more you do that, the more people get to see here uh, what we are doing. So we love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.